ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. We are live with Team USA. Everybody that watches the races and talks about the United States racing and going across overseas, these are the three guys that we picked to represent the United States of America, and we have their team manager. So please, if you have a chance, donate to whichever platform that they will post and have out there for you to help them in any way you possibly can because it's very expensive and these three guys are going to go dominate the world. So let's get this thing rolling. You have your eight-time champion in Chad Wienan. You have your two-time champion in Joel Hetrick, and he's also the current points leader in the pro class. Then you have Bryce Ford. He is also third in points. Team manager Mark Baldwin, how's this all going to go for us? It's going to go great. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having us on. It's a uh, it's a great opportunity to have these three riders represent the United States of America. Uh, it's going to be our fourth time going over there to uh, compete at the Hawaii Cross of Nations. And it's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's a great time. And uh, we're up for the challenge. Where uh, can anybody donate to you uh, to help you guys pay for the cost to go over there and do this? You know, I'm not 100% sure on that. But, uh, you know, just go to the uh, Team USA ATV Motocross uh well, um, I'm sorry, Instagram or Facebook page, and there's a link on there where you can do it. Outstanding. Team USA, everybody, these are the guys that are going to dominate the world. So please support them any way that you possibly can. I know that there's shirts available. There's probably multiple other types of uh, apparel that you can get. But like I said, these are the three fastest men on the planet. So check them out. And support them. Everybody, we're here with the fastest men on the planet, the pro class in the ATV MX. We're gonna to talk to the top five riders of, the, of today at round seven in Briarcliff. George Davis is sitting here with me. He's going to take over the um, duties to, to help me make this happen. And thank you very much, George. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be here. Excited to talk to these gentlemen. What do you think about how the class is breaking down? These guys are just flying this year. Well, it's actually five guys flying, not just two as usual. So this is uh, really, really good. I don't know if I don't know if Joel and Chad are starting to get nervous yet, but they're getting closer. It seems like it's a matter of time before someone else is on the top spot. Well, you got four guys riding Yamahas, and they're all teaming up with that poor guy riding a Honda. They definitely are. You know, I mean, come on, that's not fair, is it? But I think for many, many years it was the opposite, right? So maybe it is fair. They're all beating up on Chad. Yeah, they beat up on Chad for quite a while. 
But but hey, these guys, I believe in my heart that the game is being elevated. I know that Joel's on fire. I know that Chad's on fire. Chad's been doing some things to elevate his game, and and Joel just stepped right in and stepped up the ladder with, with him. So did uh, Jeffrey, Bryce, Brandon, all these guys. They're, they're just doing things that most people never thought could be done on an ATV. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, when you see how fast they're going, you really can appreciate that they're at another level. Yes, they are. So let's get this thing going and let's get the people introduced to them so that we can uh, let everybody know the fastest five men on the planet. Jeffrey Ristrelli, in fifth place in the pro class. How are you, Jeff? Doing well. Doing well. Um, yeah, we're here at, uh, at a nice golf course in, in Ohio. And uh, yeah, we're just here talking uh, with my buddies and competitors and uh, you guys. So uh, yeah, it's really excited to be here. How's things breaking down with your new team this year? Oh, it's going great. Um, you know, just starting my own program has been been obviously hectic, but it's been really good. So um, it's really exciting, and uh, the bike's working well, and uh, everything and everything's been going well, and everybody behind me has been doing really good. So um, yeah, it's just it's been a little bit nerve wracking for sure, but overall been been awesome for sure. I know that when we spoke in the past. You had some physical issues going on. How those broke down for you, and have you got that all sorted out? Yeah, we got it mostly sorted out. Um, I think that my endurance-wise, I'm, I'm better now than, than I've ever been in my career. Um, just obviously the foods that I eat and different things like that have taken uh, effect on that. So, um, switched my diet tremendously, and um, mostly, you know, it's it's paid off. So um, we're doing really good. I think that um, maybe I'm not the fastest I've ever been, but I think my endurance. At the end of the races, has really stepped up, so that's always a plus for me and um, something I struggled with in the past. So it's uh, right now we're looking good. We're battling these boys for third place in the points, and obviously want to get up there with Chad and do a little bit more. But um, yeah, it's it's been a good battle, and we're, we're looking looking uh, pretty good. How do you like the course? I know they made some changes for Briarcliff. How do you like it so far with, with those changes? I think it's good. Um, I think that they uh, they worked last week with us and. And um, made some changes to it. It's, it's pretty good. There was some couple couple singles there that we were launching flat, and they kind of steepened steepened those up a little bit, so we couldn't do that. And then today, it seemed like the track was um, a little bit deeper and a little bit uh, added a little bit more moisture in the ground, which slowed it down a little bit and made uh, some kickers in the corners and, and some ruts that we didn't see last week. So I think the track's gonna shape up shape, shape up really good uh, for tomorrow and should should uh, supply really good races. George, what do you got for Jeffrey? I wanted to touch base a little more on uh, on the team switch. For for a number of years, you were on the powerhouse Phoenix team, and, and you're being modest because you didn't just start your own program; you started your own business. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, how it went, and how it's going. Well, it was um, it's actually pretty crazy. Like I uh, after this season, I battled with Bryce last last season with Phoenix, and we had a we had a really tight um, points race to the last race of our cliff. And, um, I kind of threw it away by uh, wrecking after the, the Bigfoot and um, kind of gave him the upper hand that day. And uh, I feel like maybe if I got that third spot that I would have been invited back to ride from that team. But um, I kind of just didn't really get the, the vibe that I was going to be coming back. So um, we had to obviously make a choice. Either I was done or I was going to start my own, own program. So. I started my own program and obviously trying to start the business side of things too was to support my racing efforts with obviously the money that I made from the business and 
um, go after new sponsors and be able to um, supply them with selling their product as well, which I think helped a lot in, in my sponsorship. So um, it was a big deal, and, but at the same time, I mean, and a lot of work, but at the same time, I, I'm very glad I did it. Um, it's just really positive. It's me now. Like, like it's me and a couple people, and I have no, I don't rely on anybody except myself. And that's, uh, you know, I have a good, a good support group, but, you know, it's all me, like me doing the race bike, me doing everything. Like, it's, um, it's just, it's a big deal for me and makes me um, work that much harder because it's, it's obviously, uh, it's all on my shoulders. And I guess probably one of the benefits of being on your own team is you get to pick your products, not maybe products that the team's telling you to ride. So, yeah. you know, I noticed you're back with JB Racing, sort of touch base on some of those relationships. Yeah, that was a big, uh, a big move for me. Like, obviously, we never really wanted to leave JB, but of course, Phoenix was on Walsh and, um, you know, you got to go over the team's so So, uh, that's where I went. And uh, that was like the first thing that's, that popped back in my mind that I wanted to go back to. And obviously, Baldwin, um, Motorsports, I went back to them as well with my motors. So those are the two main things. The other stuff like CST and, and Alka, and um, those were already established for the past couple of years. But also Rack Rap Racing was another one that's um, you know, Jennifer and Daryl that I wanted to go back to them. They did so much for me for my whole career. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a big year for me to go back to JV and Baldwin and Rap for sure. So it's truly a homecoming, then I guess you'd say, right? Yeah, for sure. And rebuild those relationships was really cool because like um, this. Especially Jennifer and Daryl, like it's funny. She's like, you know, you did, and I, I kind of did it. Uh, maybe did it wrong at, at a younger age. You know, I just left and didn't really say thank you. You know, kind of thing. And then kind of going back to so him, like, hey, you, know, you just said thanks. I'm like, you know, you're right, and I apologize for that. And um, you know, just to kind of rebuild those relationships that maybe that um, I left in the wrong foot. You know, like I didn't really, as a younger rider, like I just went for the team, went and didn't really, um, yeah, I guess wasn't great. Not grateful, but just didn't reach out to those people. And I go to reach back, reach out to them to get back. And it was just uh, it was a good feeling to be able to talk to them again and support their, their, their product. As a business owner and, and running your own program, you're seeing how important it is to take on that when you don't thank somebody correctly to reach back and, and always be there for them. Uh, I'm seeing maturity and growth. Yeah, 100%. Like it was a, it was a very big deal for me. Like, Obviously, when you have somebody else doing your program or or um, ride for a team or something like that, it's it's you you don't see those things like that. You just kind of just um, you know just I don't know. You kind of overlook it. So to go back and do my own thing, it definitely had to rebuild those relationships, and, and uh, it was good. It's a good uh, a good thing. For sure. So one last question, I guess. So so what gave you that idea, right? Because the easy thing is is to say, man, I lost my ride. I'm done. And not my fault. But well, what made you double down? Um, uh, I don't know, like. Me and my wife were just talking, and, and I, I just, I don't want to be done. I felt like I was, like last year, I, I came back from um, obviously having health issues and a lot of wrecks and a lot of injuries, and I, I felt like I wasn't done yet. Um, like, I felt like I had more than a tank, and uh, I just, you know, I was like, I'm not done. I can't be done. I cannot be done. Um, and we looked, obviously, um, to Mr. Meaning here. He's, uh, he owns um, his own business and doing that same thing. and be successful and um, able to do it. Obviously, being an eight-time champ helps, but I was just like, you know, like I gotta, I gotta try and do that. And in so far, it's maybe I can make enough money to help fund my own program and get enough sponsors to, to, to fund this thing. So, and it, it worked out. Like, and I think going to the the people um, that the products that I'm selling, telling them I want to sell their products, was allowed them to 
obviously help me more as well. Because if you're doing their product, they don't really see it as much. If you're, they sponsor you and then somebody buys it, they might have bought it because of you, but they don't know that. So the fact that that new product by purchasing them from them and then selling them to uh, to customers, I think that that absolutely helped uh, them help me as well. So um, yeah, I was just gonna say that that's mostly why. I mean, obviously, because Jad is on this platform and you see the success and we want to be part of that. Well, that's we could get into a whole conversation about sponsorship and 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 giving back to your sponsors and how that you selling their product and having people buy their product is a bonus. And, and you are all employees of your sponsors, whether you believe it or not, because without them, you couldn't be doing this. And Jeffrey, I want to say thank you so much for sitting down and taking some time with us. And we're looking to see you do great things and, uh, and enjoy your race. Appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. We have Brandon Hogue in the number four spot. Brandon, your season started out really amazing. Uh, you had a great Daytona uh, in, until some catastrophic uh, failure happened. Uh, talk us through your season so far. Yeah, Daytona definitely was pretty cool to experience for me. Um, it was cool to just lead laps like that, especially being the season opener. Um, yeah, we had a mechanical failure, which I didn't know really what it was, but yeah, that, that definitely hurt. And uh, I did a lot of crying that day for sure. But I knew that, you know, maybe one day I'll actually lead it from start to finish and, and try to win. So, yeah, it was more motivating than anything. And uh, the season has been pretty good. Uh, my riding has, has been pretty, uh, pretty good. It's been better than previous years, I think. It just hasn't been able to show at the races. So, yeah, we're just going to keep trying to, to get closer to Joel and Chad there really fast. So we're just going to keep trying. Well, you had some good finishes. You've got yourself into fourth in the points. Um, I believe you're tied with uh, Bryce. And you also made a team choice change. Uh, how is that working out for you? I know that we can't count Daytona, but the rest of the rounds, it seems like you're uh, making headway. Yeah, the team behind me is really awesome. They just allow me to be really hands-on with everything, uh, from shocks to to gearing and everything and it, it makes a difference on race day and just in practice in general so these guys behind me are just phenomenal like uh, i'm so glad that they reached out to me to to be on their team um, and we have big plans for the future still like uh, we talk pretty much every weekend on what we want to change for next year uh to try to get closer to, to the front group so yeah they're just all into racing like i am and i really appreciate people like that where um, I do my homework and, and they're doing their homework too to make sure that what I'm riding and, and everything is at its best. So, yeah, this team is, is just phenomenal. I know you've tried the Yamaha and you went back to the Honda. Do you think that this is the platform that you want to move forward on or at some point or do you think you're going to end up on a Yamaha? Yeah, no, our plans are to stay on the Honda, to be honest with you. Um, I just feel like we have a really good base with that bike. and. Uh, I think it can still win. If I didn't feel like it would win, then I wouldn't be racing it right now. So, yeah, um, I still think it can win. I would really like to one day do that, and it'd be cool to do it on the Honda when everyone else is on the Alma. So, yeah, if I didn't believe in it, man, I really wouldn't be on it. That's for sure. So to, to sort of parlay on that, for, for decades, you know, ATV racing was dominated by Hondas, and now, and, and, and now they're the underdog. 
Uh, are you seeing an increase in your fan base, being that you're still riding for, for riding a Honda? Yeah, like at the autograph signing and stuff, there'll be guys, you know, big Honda guys. Now they're big fans of me, so that's pretty cool. It's uh, it's really cool to at least, you know, I'd like some more help if there's some more Honda guys out there that want to come up here and race with us. Please, please help me out. Uh, yeah, no, it's really cool. It's cool to gain some fans like that. That is that because yes, Honda is an iconic brand, and and they have dominated the series for so many years. And then Chad had to come to bring Yamaha, and here we go, right? But Brandon, if you could lay out the track for us, where's the Honda going to benefit you that you think that you will gain time on the Yamahas? Yeah, so I just feel like I can turn the bike a little better as far as. If I need to break the bike loose, I can. Yamaha is really hooked up, so if the track kind of dries out, maybe that can go in my favor. Um, there's a, a really good like drift point with the Honda. It just turns super flat, so Yamaha's got a lot of traction, and sometimes you can like overdrift that bike. Sometimes it tips up, but I mean, these guys got their Yamahas figured out. So it's more just man, we ride all pretty much the same. Uh, there's some areas the Yamaha can eat my bike up and maybe some areas my bike works pretty well or is easy to turn. So, and the bumps this year with Wayne from PDP also, like, uh, I felt like that was a weakness in the past, but I really trust my bike now. Um, and, and it's just nice to be, uh, working with him. And like, I don't feel really under leverage on that scenario with like sand tracks and everything. So yeah, it's just both bikes have pros and cons, but for me, I've just grown up on a Honda and, it's just what I'm used to, so it would take a, a lot to switch over to the Yamaha for me. Not to stay on that too long, but uh, you've got a, a unique experience that you've been on both the Yamaha and the Honda in the last 12 months. You talked a lot about this, the differences in the chassis, but what about the engines? Yeah, that's a tough one because uh, my Yamaha engine was a rocket for sure. Uh, I ripped some bull shots on that, but this year I'm ripping starts on my Honda too. So. It's funny, they're actually a lot different power-wise, but uh, somewhat the same, if that makes any sense. Like, the Yamaha's got real good response with the throttle. If you just touch the throttle, it'll, it'll go with the fuel injection. I'm still on the carburetor, so that's kind of, you know, something that comes into play. But at the same time, the, the Honda is really smooth power. Like, I can turn the bike, and it's not going to rip out of my arms. There's a good balance with the bike. So the Honda's just really... Uh, just more consistent for me. And with whole shots too, I would always wheelie my Yamaha and uh, with the Honda, I feel like I can do it like blindfolded, if that makes sense. Like it's just uh, pretty easy to whole shot for sure. That's outstanding. Brandon, good luck this weekend and thank you very much for coming and spending some time with us and, and helping promote the support. Thank you guys. I really appreciate being here and uh, yeah, let's have fun tomorrow. Exactly. I think you guys are going to bang some bars. Bryce Ford, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I just want to thank you for having us in a live show. This is pretty cool to uh, have. Um, we haven't had one of these uh, since I've been coming to the Nationals, so it's, it's definitely a cool experience. Um, yeah, just thank you for everything. Coming to a National. Yeah. Well, hey, it's my pleasure. You guys are the fastest five men in the world, and I really enjoy talking with you and, and learning some of the things I can about you guys. So, Bryce, tell us how the season's going for you and, and, and how the weekend's going to break down. 
Yeah, so Daytona it started out pretty good. I, I don't remember how I qualified, but um, in the, the main, I got a bad start, but just tucked in on the start. And I uh, was, was third or fourth for a while, uh, just behind Joel and Brandon. And they were riding a really good pace. I just might have been a little bit off their pace, but I felt comfortable with where I was at. And uh, unfortunately, Brandon had a, a little mechanical issue, and, and I was in second. And then the last lap, I just got lazy and got, got you know, a little tired and made a mistake and ended up tipping over and getting fourth overall there. Um, and then Texas just came in with a lot of confidence and uh, led, led for a, quite a while in that race, which was really good for my confidence and just really an awesome experience to, to run in front of Joel and Chad. It's, it's always something special. Uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but, but that was a good one. And then just, they've been pretty solid since then. Ironman couldn't really control what happened there. Uh, sunset just had a little bobble, but looking to clean up the mistakes a little bit and have a good weekend on, on the track that I've practiced on a little bit in the last um, three weeks and, and just going to try to bring that confidence back and, and build off of this race. Bryce, you've been selected to be on Team USA. How much of a confidence boost does that give you going into this round? Um, it's, it's definitely um, something that's great. I don't know if I'd use it. A confidence boost is uh, the way I would say it. It's, it's a little nervous because now I'm like, I don't want to get hurt, but but I'm not thinking about that right now. It's a, it's an awesome experience and it's something I've dreamed of since 2017. My brother went to Italy um, and I went to the race last year. Just the atmosphere there is crazy. And it's there's three riders in the whole U.S. that get this chance and, and to be one of those guys. It's, it's an awesome experience and. Just, I just need to focus on where I'm at race by race, and then once we get to the end of the season, win about the nation race. You have two pretty amazing guys next to you. I think that they'll help walk you through it and, and, and keep you on track. Let's get back to Briarcliff, and what are some of the bonuses to this, this track that are going to allow you to get out front? Um, Just, just riding there, and, and I just... Uh, like the way the track has been since I've practiced there a couple of days. It's it's really fast to be honest with you. It's it's a little scary at times, but it is what it is. Um, I, I mean I just like the track. I like the big triple. The the track's pretty good. It's not my favorite, but but we'll make it work. So so to hear one of the one of the fastest guys in the world say that it's a little scary, that's pretty impressive. So <laughs> so uh you know I everyone definitely want to see what happens tomorrow because uh, that's that's pretty candid, and we appreciate your candor. I, I wanted to touch on maybe a little more candor. I mean, Bryce, uh, I guess they would call you the chosen one, right? Ever since you were a youth, um, you got the speed. You're starting to get the consistency. Tell us about the what that pressure's been like. You know, being being the one that everyone expects to 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 finally be on top of the box instead of Chad and, and Joel. Yeah, um, that's funny that you say that because I feel like I'm a hated one sometimes. But um, it's it's been crazy. Uh, just racing two fifties, I, I won those three titles uh, the one year, and just the amount of pressure it, it took to do that. And then I stepped up to a four fifty and, and did pretty pretty good in pro am. I won that in uh, pro sport, but it was definitely a challenge just going to a bigger bike and, and racing people that that are really going for the win and really want to beat you. It, it was different for sure and in my second year on 450 I, I ran pro class which was one of the gnarliest things I've ever experienced just 
riding with those guys and just losing by 45 seconds and being like, man, I felt like I rode my best. And just, you know, it, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, I've never really felt like the chosen one. I've definitely felt like I've had some speed in my youth and amateur days, but just, yeah. Well, for one, I'll say that you would be my choice for Team USA. So, yeah, let the MN say what they'll say. You'll be there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I actually deleted Facebook and Instagram because I saw the, the comments and some of those posts were getting a little crazy. It just sucks for me because I try to stay so positive and I, I try to help out any way I can. People can turn any positive into a negative, but uh, we'll just keep keep my head clear, just doing what I'm doing. And, and just super excited to go to the nation. Well, you, you got to focus on your end of the year points. You're running third right now. Um, there's two guys in front of you that you need to run down uh, to get yourself on the top of the box, and they're not going to be easy guys to beat. I believe watching some of the races and some of the videos that I've seen of you that you have the speed to run with them. Uh, is there anything that you would like to change that to, to, to bring yourself a little closer to them? Um, to be honest with you, I think my bike's um, just as good as theirs. It's capable to win. Um, my fitness is capable. It's just the mindset when you're on the gate, you're like looking up to these guys three years ago and knowing that Joel and Chad are arguably the best to ever do this. And you have Brandon Hogan, Jeffrey Rostrelli, and just many more. Um, it's it's definitely stressful and it's just the nerves on the gate. Uh, I didn't get to experience that um, just in the younger days of racing and uh, just just going against these fast guys. It's crazy. Like when you're on the gate, it's a different feeling. Something that I've never felt in any type of racing, like just any class that I've raced. So I just think the mindset, um, the mindset I had at Texas was was better than some of the last races. But I'm gonna clear my head and just go into this one knowing that, that everything's even for this third place spot and just see what we can do and, and trust my, my fitness, my bike, my suspension, just let everything play out. So you're telling me that you're looking to dethrone the Kings. <laughs> I mean, I am for sure, but I'm not going to disrespect those guys. They, they definitely um, spanked me a little bit this year, but Texas, I gave them a run for their money. But I mean, I, I have a ton of respect for Joel and Chad. They're they're crazy. And this year in qualifying, Joel's qualified like the second faster quite a bit. And it's just Chad's done great. And, and just the way they race is is crazy. And just being behind them and even in front of them, you have to ride 110 percent. And I just I respect what they do. I'm working on it. I'm gonna do my best every race. I'm like I'm confident, but but I respect them. That's outstanding. That's exactly the way you're supposed to bring it across. Thank you so much, Bryce, for spending some time with us. Good luck tomorrow. Keep your head down and stay focused. Yeah, thank you for having me, Leonard. I really appreciate it. I'm excited for the nation's race. Um, and tomorrow's going to be a good race. I'm going to get a good start and just battle it out with these guys and have a lot of fun. That's outstanding, brother. Good luck. Chad Wienan, second in points. How are you, brother? I'm fine. How are you? Thanks huh? for having me. Oh, dude, it's my pleasure. Thank you for, for, for sitting down with us. I, I know that you guys are on a tight schedule in the evenings. And, Chad, you've won the last two races. You've got some pressure because there's a little bit of a gap in the points. Are you, are, are you bringing it full force? 
yeah, I mean, I got to. Uh, it's been a it's been a year of just some odd things that have happened. Not that I wasn't a big part of that, but um, I am the guy pushing this throttle, so I'm I'm going for it. Uh, just these last two rounds have like started to play into my favor. I've been able to ride to my full potential, and I feel it's it's, it's time, a good time to start bringing it on and uh, try to keep fighting for this championship. And we got a uh, a lot of racing left, so I'm pretty excited to see what we got ahead of us. How do you feel about the the changes that were made to the track? You know, like there are some changes, but it wasn't like a drastic like night and day change where it was a total facelift. Um, I feel like it like it'll slow down in certain sections and other sections it would be just as fast. But uh, you know, it's it's a track that we gotta compete on and I gotta try and bring that uh good starting mentality that I had last year to get me out front and uh that position's gonna be so huge tomorrow that start position and uh, just, I gotta bring that to really contend for a win I know that a lot of people talk about age, and this is one of those things that your youth is coming out of you with the change in the diet and the, and the, and the way that you train. Are you getting younger? I'm definitely not getting younger, but uh, I mean, I, th- I feel like certain things have gotten like better in my program, and also like I'm. I'm a guy and, you know, getting, I'm 37 years old, so I got to make sure I'm taking very good care of my body to be able to perform at a high level. And I've been really focused on that for, you know, probably the last four or five years and noticing that, you know, when you get bumps and bruises, it takes a little bit longer to get, get healthy again. But honestly, like, I, I, I feel like uh, my age is just a number and I'm having a blast riding with the best guys in the world. Uh, riding motocross and it's 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 been my childhood dream, you know, just to be able to do something I love and this is this is my path. So I love it. That's outstanding. So what do you got? So so for me, the the, the most interesting thing about uh, the the Chad versus Joel year after year your battle is no matter what, every single year you both step it up. How how are you able to do that? I mean, it, it, what are you able to do to to find that extra? second or quarter of a second and then, and then be amazed that Joel does the same thing. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, it's competition and you like you strive so hard during the week and just everything that you do, you try to be better at it every day. And, uh, I'm very in tune with my machine, like doing a lot of the work on my machine and ins and outs. And I learn things and I'm always trying things. I'm very, I'm a guy that really doesn't settle for like, for okay. Like I got to, push myself to the limit and also like you know it's it's a it's a living for me and it's a it's a fun living but it's also a living where you're providing for your family and this is uh like something i've been loving to do but like honestly at the end of the day i gotta make sure i come off the track you know safe and uh go to my family but it's it's a blast like mixing it up with these guys and uh just the competition that that it brings with it and any, any given day, like one of these guys can step up and bring some special, some special speed, and uh, just have a race in their lives. And it, I feel you know, like things are coming. And there's been a lot of uh, really close calls this year, where like for Brandon, you know, having a great ride at Daytona, and you know, one of these guys are going to step up and uh, really bring it, and uh, it could be tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. So a, a lot of your fans may not know this, but uh, back in your youth, you were a pretty accomplished football player. You actually gave up football for races. Do you think that competitiveness has, has helped you in the ATV arena? 
Oh, for sure. And uh, just like, I think the work ethic of like the team sports and everything that goes with it really it, it transitioned over to, to racing for me a lot where like um, a lot of riders, I mean, I love just going out and riding, but also putting in the work off the track is, is very important too and having that high fitness. And the team sports are great with uh, the camaraderie that you have. I really, I really miss that part of it. But like you have camaraderie with racing too, it's going out and riding with your friends and uh, the day in and day outs of the grinds. But if somebody's there alongside you, grinding with you, it's a uh, it's quite it's, it's it's a lot more fun for sure. So so not to shift gears, but you've been riding the podcast for many years. You've seen a lot of racetracks, a lot of promoters. Uh, Briarcliff uh, promoter Jeremy Osborne, um, diehard ATV enthusiast. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Does that does that make this a special race? Honestly, like I guess I really don't ever think about like you know, with being like a like anything's different, but it definitely is with uh, you know Jeremy being an ATV enthusiast and his his family does it as well. I mean, this is their backyard that we're racing on, so a lot of respect to them and uh, cool that they allow us to come. And I'm sure it's a dream to come true for for us to come the first year and then to get it back. Uh, you can definitely tell they put a lot of work into the track to get it um, HV motocross friendly, and it's uh, it's been a success. And I, I know that they promote a great event. You know, they they put a lot of work into it, uh, so it's going to be it's going to be fun to get back on the track again. That's outstanding, Chad. I got one more question for you. And, and you're an eight-time champion. Do you feel the pressure of those eight championships on you at all during the season for maybe some of your fans or some of your sponsors just expecting you to be the number one guy? Not any more than what I put on myself. Um, it's been, you know, it was my dream to win one. I never, ever thought that I would be tied with, you know, eight championships of record tying and I never ever shot for that and I'm not shooting to try and beat it. I just try to be better and do the best that I can and you know create a great living for my family and uh enjoying enjoying the, the trip along the way. And uh, you know, it's it's kinda like you know, I've been able to do a lot of cool things, you know, through racing, you know, travel the world and uh it's it's just been a, a very cool experience and you know, honestly I, I the the championship thing is it's uh it doesn't weigh on me. I just, I just feel like it's uh, if I if I stepped away now, I'd be totally at peace of what I've been able to accomplish with my my career over over accomplished for sure. Do I, you think you could step away? I mean, eventually I'm going to have to. I'm going to age out. But <laughs> honestly, I feel like I got uh, some some years left in me. Um, I got uh, another year of my contract next year, so I'm going to reevaluate re then and. Um, you know, it's it's like one of those things. I'm kind of ready to chase after my kids and not have them chasing after me. But it's pretty cool to for them to be around and hopefully they remember some of the things that that we've been able to do together, like throw the races and travel. That's outstanding. Well, you know, one of one of the probably one of the the best photos that I've seen in years is uh, your kids and Joel's kids. Uh, playing in the pits like that, that's pretty special the, the, the guys that battle it out every single weekend their kids are, are playing together yeah I mean they definitely like age uh, age well like you know I, I don't think we ever like Joel and I we never talked like we were having kids or anything like that it's just one of those things that just happened and uh, 
I think it's it's really cool because like our wives see see things that they they see together and uh, you know they do so much for our for our racing and they they take so much weight you know during the races and the grinds throughout the winter and it's pretty cool that they can share those moments together the wives and then the kids like that's just the topping on the cake to see them uh, have fun and the smiles that it brings with it. That's outstanding. Thank you so much, Chad. Good luck tomorrow. It's always a pleasure to, ha to have you, and I know that it's going to be an epic race. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, happy night. Thank you. Joel Hetrick, you're the points leader. You're a two-time champion, and I take it that you're pretty hungry because you you've upped your game every year that you've raced the Nationals. Yeah, I mean, definitely have to race in the, the best in the world here. Um, this year, definitely figure something out with the machine and, and just did a lot of testing over the winter at uh, the Decker training facility and uh, just feel really comfortable on the machine right now. It's definitely showing. I've had some good results and we're just gunning for more. When you say you were down at Decker's, how much development time did you guys spend? Was it was it all development, or was 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 there a lot of focus on your training at the same time? I think like probably the first month is just focused on getting back into that riding shape, so you can do the development and the testing and the, and the shocks and the motor and stuff like that. Because at the beginning, you're kind of you know you go out there and you get worn down right at the beginning, and uh, so it's not real beneficial to, to tune right at the the start of the winter, but. As soon as I got in shape, um, you know, I had Casey Greig, Jay Goble with Impact Solutions down there a few times uh, down in the up suspension. And, and that really played a part in this whole year, especially for the rough tracks. I feel like we're doing much better. Um, and then with the motor package, I feel like we accomplished a lot with that. Uh, I felt like maybe we were lacking a little bit last year, just not knowing what um, what to really push with that machine. And, you know, I ride, I ride the, the ragged edge of it. So... Uh, we're just trying to keep it reliable and, and still have that power, um, but NASA, NASA really figured us out this year. So when you're out uh, last year, you were worried about the limits of the machine. This year, you figured them out so that you can push even harder than you did. Uh, I don't know if I was worried about the limits. I just think that we were just trying to find those limits, and you know, we found them in practice um, and, and just had to uh, develop a, a really good package that was good for me. Because um, you know I'm not a huge guy, so I can't have a arm in the machine. Like you know, maybe if I rode Chad's bike, I would hate it. So it's just you got to find that that comfortable spot for yourself. And I feel like I, I really found it this year. And uh, the suspension is just working phenomenal. And, and honestly, that's that's a big key to um, what's been going on this year for me. I think. I want to back up a little bit. I know Daytona has always been a tough thing for you. How did it feel this year walking away with that? Number one, man. Uh, you know, at, during the race, I'm freaking out because Brandon's riding phenomenal, and I'm like, "There's, there's two turns on the track with what they altered for us." So I have no idea where I was going to pass. I had one more shot, and uh, there was like two laps to go. I couldn't see the pit board because Brandon's over there roosting me so much. You know, I'm just uh, it's hard to see. It's hard to gauge the lines because I'm I'm so close to him that, um, you know, I told my wife, I'm like. I had one more shot, and after that, that was it. You know, I'm falling for a second. Um, so just brutal for him. But I, I, you know, me and Brandon are pretty close, so I told him, you know, I've been there, been in that spot. It sucks, and just got to push through it like he has. And um, you know, just I don't know. I, I was the emotion was crazy for me. It, it was really weird. I think it's just because I've had that monkey on my back there forever. 
so to win it and I was standing on my quad I was screaming and you know honestly maybe it was given to me but um you know I was I was breathing down his neck the whole time and like I said I had one more shot but um the it was just it was an unreal feeling only won that one time prior um so to go home with that nice wakeboard I was pretty stoked so so this year uh sort of a little bit of a role reversal with Chad uh he's had some hard luck how, do, how does it feel to be the one in the driver's seat, the one with the points lead? How does that change your game mentally as you come out of these final rounds? Man, it's a, it's a tough question because I just keep telling myself I just go out there and race how I do every weekend. And uh, I've been ahead before and it's, it's not worked out. So I, you know, I don't even, I know the points, obviously I do the math, but uh, I just go out there to race to win like we all do. And if I did anything else, I'd probably go slower. So, um, I just got to do what I'm doing and stay focused and, and have fun doing it. How are you liking the changes to uh, Briarcliff? Uh, from last, yeah, last year, it's definitely a little bit different. Uh, like Chad said, not not much, um, but it is it's a unique track. Uh, growing up in Pennsylvania, riding clay, and yeah, I feel right at home. So I, I'm happy with how it looks. Uh, we did the track walk today, and I'm definitely you know, confident on these tracks. So the way it developed today, it's, it looked good. It was a little choppy in the turns and everywhere else was kind of hard packed and it had some, it was spongy, but you know, it'll probably dry out even more, honestly, uh, depending on what they do, but uh, I'm happy with it. It's, it's a good change. Jeremy runs a good show, great guy, great family. And uh, obviously it's really cool for him and for us to have a quad enthusiast uh, be the promoter of this race. Are you going to race the pit bike challenge? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Honestly, last year Zach Decker about killed me, so um, probably not going to do it. I have a real bad knee that I tore up at Daytona in 2016 in a crash, and uh, it's just it's just getting worse. Age is not helping, and uh, you know if it wasn't for quad cross nations, I'd probably get surgery this year. But uh, just that's where we're at. So yeah, I won't be racing the 90 race. I think a kid's going to race my 90, but not me personally. Uh, how many uh, races have you went overseas for? Uh, just two. So this is your third one? This is my third one. Wow. It's quite a, a, an accomplishment to be asked to be on that team. And how are you feeling about it? Do you think it's going to affect your season at all? Uh, no, that's – I don't even think about that right now. Uh, I got one goal right now, and that's all I'm worried about. Um, when that comes, the time comes, we'll go, we'll race, and uh, we'll do our best to win. But right now – um, like I said, there's one goal in mind, and that's the win notice. That's outstanding. George, I find it really interesting. Like, he's not going to sandbag. He's, he's still, he's still going out there and trying to win every race. That's pretty interesting. Well, uh, I thought you meant the 90, because I always get beat on the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> no. How much is the pressure, or does the pressure affect you? Uh, I know every racer has pressure on them, but half of the point, like George was, George was asking me, this is a whole new ball game because it, it's not the same as it was in the past. You are doing very well. You have a comfortable lead. Is there a, more pressure this time than there was in the past? Mm, I don't know if there's more pressure. There's always pressure. I mean, you go down the line and, and everyone's probably in the same boat. Uh, it's just if you're not a little bit nervous, a little bit, uh, you don't feel that pressure. Uh, you, you probably shouldn't be there because there's there's a lot on the line and, and you're going for everything. And when you're going as fast as we go, 
uh, for for 20 minutes. It's a it's a dangerous sport, and you know, like I said, there's a lot on the line. So I think there's that pressure. Uh, the pressure of the championship, like I said, it's just I'm going for you know moto wins, and you know if that comes, it comes. Uh, had some some terrible luck at the end of the year, uh, 2018. So you know, let's we're just going to race and try to win. Do you think your mindset has changed as you mature to to put yourself in a better place? Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny you say that. They uh, they call me Joel 2.0 this year, so I don't know if they think I'm changing, but uh, you know, mentality's definitely changed. I'm not so sporadic at, at the beginning of the race. Maybe uh, I wait for the times that I need to, and and I push when I have to. Um, it's just uh, you know. My mind is like racing all the time, like 24 seven. So when I'm out on the track, the years past, you, you've seen, you know, I crash or I'll, I'll mess up or I have something happen to where I won't be able to come off it and contend for a win. And uh, that's where Joel 2.0 comes in. So, so one other cool thing I think that uh, that Joel's doing is every race they have a different graphic kit, different theme. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came about, whose idea it was, and who picks the, the kit each week. Uh, so David Eller, our team owner, came up with that idea. Pretty pretty neat idea. Um, he comes up with the designs himself, not himself. SSI decals does the work. Uh, he comes up with the ideas, I should say. And uh, it's just it's unique. I got people asking me every week, you know, what's it going to be this week? Is it is it going to be you know Fourth of July or, or like everyone thought it was going to be Batman for this weekend? And I did too. Actually, Todd got me. And it is a normal team Phoenix graphics, which is super cool. The bike looks really good. Um, but it's just, it's unique and it brings a little more interest to my pit. And, um, you know, like last year we had the John Deere or last, last race we had the John Deere, sorry. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's pretty cool. It's fun for all of us and it's fun for the fans to, to get to see that and, uh, get to wonder what's going to be next. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, I do think that that is a excellent promotion tool to, to change the decals like that. Joel, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us. I know that we probably ran over a little bit for you guys. You're the five fastest men on the planet on ATVs. I really think that the race is going to be epic tomorrow. Uh, thank you again, and, and let's go get it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having us on here. Yeah, best of luck to you all tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org, or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.